helping helping kids to understand that it is okay to be you and mm-hmm. that it is it's better to be you, that you want to be yourself, right? If you're quirky, if you're 13 years old and you still like the color, man, grab all the color and books you can in color, yes. right? If you're nine years old and you want to be the next Michael Jordan, be the next Michael Jordan. And then there's the the fear that's created amongst children that I think has nothing to do with adults, has everything to just do with how kids are. Like there is a kid's culture. Like you watch kids from, you know, from the for the time that they're five years old, you watch them together. And unless it's been instilled in them, you should be afraid of that other kid. They're not. Then they come to this place where they enter like grade seven and grade eight, and they are the most cruel human beings like you could ever encounter. Like they're worse than like some of the adults, right? And they are absolutely toxic with one another. And it's like, what is that about? Like, even if they don't have toxic homes, they're just toxic to one another. So there's a kid Mm -hmm. culture. Then they get into their adult, uh, to their adolescent years and- like they disappear for a moment. Like you're just like, what, who is this, you know, person that is in front of me? Like who, like, yeah. who is this? And, and, and so then they right. come out of it, you know, and we've all been through it. I've been through it. Right. So like, but you come out of it on the other side, you know, and the question is, are you going to continue the trappings that you've just come out of, or are you going to recognize that there is some work to be done. You talked about the enemy within. Does every child understand that, Sean? Do they get that message? If I rid myself of the enemy within, like the enemy outside cannot harm me. Do, how do you convey that kind of message to them? I think that every kid gets it in their own time, just like adults, right? Some people are still dealing with that, yeah. right? Some Adults are still dealing with issues they had from their childhood. Uh, and the other thing is that some kids are just jerks. You know, every kid is not going to be this nice, wholesome kid. You know, yeah. Some kids are just jerks and they're just jerks because that's just who they are. Their parents might be <laughs> totally nice and taught them about all the right stuff. And the kid comes out and is a total <laughs> right butthole. And and the thing is, is that that kid may grow up to be an even worse jerk when they become an adult or they, might they may change. have that experience in life. Yeah. Where life teaches the best lessons and they change. Yes. Right. And they're all of a sudden the nicest person in the world. And they're like, man, when I knew you, man, you were horrible. <laughs> you know, now all of a sudden you're like, a, you know, Mother Teresa out here or something. You know, like, well, how'd that happen? You know, and uh, I think it's just kids and it's just life. Uh, that's what happens. Yes. Um, that children are different. Right. And every child is unique. And so we teach them to be unique and to be the best version of themselves. Yes. And do kids get it? Yes, some get it and some don't. Do some realize? I mean, if if more children realize that the enemy, if they could take care of the enemy within, yeah. um, you'd have less children. Um, and I caution to say this in, in jail uh, because we we definitely know that there's a there's a certain hand behind that uh, yeah. uh, pertains to race. Yeah. But um, but you would have less children getting locked up and getting in trouble for sure. You would have more children. Uh, you know, accomplishing more of their goals if they were able to handle that enemy. So you're now in this place. You started off, you didn't like the kids. Now you love the kids. Mm -hmm. Now you yourself have been transformed by the kids. 
And so as you dive a little bit further, where are you seeing that there's still gaps that we need to fill, especially as we, you know, care for the children in our community? Uh, well, you know, some of the kids are all right. Some of them are still jerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are cool. Some still are cool. Uh, they are all right. <laughs> but um, what what I see as far as the gaps that that children need or what we need to do for kids is uh, is education. Uh, yeah. They need to be educated. And in education, a big part of education is exposure, exposing them to things that they may not see or may not know that they would like positive things. Mm. And one of the best things a parent can give or, or a guardian can give a child is positive life experiences. Yes. Right. So, for example, your kid may not be a straight A student, right? They don't have to be. But what are they good at? Right. OK, they're good with they love to, you know, make Legos or they love to, yeah. you know, roll boats or they love to work on cars. And you, you feel that dream. You yes. feel their interests. Uh, that's one of the things that we need to do a lot of. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also helping helping kids to understand that it is okay to be you, mm-hmm. and that it is this better to be you. That you want to be yourself, right? If you're quirky, if you're 13 years old and you still like the color, man, grab all the color and books you can to color, yes. right? If you're nine years old and you want to be the next Michael Jordan, be the next Michael Jordan. Yes. It's not our job to kind of the one of the worst things we could tell our kids is, well, yeah. a kid will say, for example, yeah, well, well, you can't do it, or or what we do is we do something even more sinister that we don't think about. We say, okay, you know, a kid will say, I want to be a basketball player, a football player, yeah. and an adult will say, okay, that's great, but what's your plan B? Right, and <laughs> that what's your plan B? Yes, is putting in the same doubt and fear, like, yeah. okay, well, if this doesn't work, what are you going to do? Uh, and so then it has, you know, cause the kid is like, what do you mean? It may not work. We all know it may not work, but instead of saying, what's your plan B, right? Because nobody says that the kid says they want to be a lawyer or a doctor. We yeah. don't say, well, what's your plan B if, yes. if you don't become a doctor? We say, oh, that's great. Because yes, in our minds, yes. <laughs> we, we see that that's possible. Yes. Right. So it's take it's taking the limits off of the kids, mm. um, by not projecting our own fears and doubts onto the children. It doesn't matter whether or not that kid will be the next NBA player or not. What matters is that they believe they can. Right. And that then we begin to push them. For example, okay, you want to be an NBA player? You know, you got to be able to read. You got to be able to count all that money you're going to get. So, you know, you got to (laughs) practice. So we're going to put, so we're going to give you extra hours of practice during the week. You know what I mean? You want to be the best. Right. And so it's, and then they'll make the decision. They'll say, well, God, dog, I know it's this hard. Maybe I want to be a lawyer now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it sounds like you have a lot of fun at this. It also sounds like your faith is really important to you as you move through all of this process. How does your faith uh, factor into all of this? Uh, My faith is my foundation because I didn't want to do any of this. So this is this is all God's work. This isn't this isn't Sean's work like literally, at all. <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. you heard the voice, and the voice said, "Go do this." And so you've been obedient yeah. in just going and doing this. Not every time, no. I heard the voice, and it was like, "Go this, do, go do this," and I was like, "No," and hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Nah, I wouldn't do that." Are you kidding me? And 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 doors started closing. Right, just different things I was working on wouldn't work. Um, and so what happened is I said, "Okay, well maybe." all right, what do I do? Buddy of mine said, Hey, maybe we should start teaching self-defense to women and children. Uh, cause I had a martial arts background, I have a martial arts background. 
And I was a martial arts since I was a little kid. And that was one of the ways my mom kept me from getting in trouble uh, uh, growing up. And so I was at this point where I needed to make money for myself. And that was one of the only options that we had at the time. That was a quick uh, yes. pivot. Yeah. And so, and that's what I did. And it started working. And they said, wow. oh, okay, well, huh, all right, well, let's try something else. Yes. And everything kind of came that way. It was out of a need that I saw in the community, but also a need that I had myself. Okay, how do I continue to generate revenue? How do I continue to build this business? Uh, when I first started, I mean, I lost all my money building. I was going to get evicted out of my apartment. Wow. I had a son on the way. Wow. I mean, it was, it was tough. I mean, the landlord, um, and this is a, a good testimony to judging people by their heart and not by the color of their skin. Yeah. Um, I was several months behind on my rent in my apartment and my, the, my landlords at the time were two old white men. And I say that just for the example of this story yes. and, um, you know, they could have kicked me out at yeah. any point. And yeah. at the point they said, Hey, look, man, you're really behind. Uh, my business had tanked. And they said, look, you're really behind. What are we going to yeah. do? Yeah. And my dad had taught me how to paint as yeah. a young boy. Yes. Uh, I used to paint his apartment buildings and stuff. And so I knew how to paint. And the apartment I was in needed painting. And yeah. I said, hey, listen, I can work off my my back, you know, the rent I owe if you let me come and paint, you know, some of these other buildings, these units you have. Wow. And they agreed to that. Wow. And so what I would do when I first started my camp is I would work like 13 hours during the day from 7 until about 8. And yeah. I would come home, I'll have maybe an hour and a half, two hours uh, window, because uh, yeah. in Georgia, it, it stays sunny a long time. Yes. And I would paint all the way until late at night, and then I'd get up and go back and, and build my camp. But wow. had they not done that, had they not had the heart, um, you know, I'd have, I had to find somewhere else to go. I probably had to move back at my mom's, but I had a kid on the way. And yeah. so I couldn't do that. I had to make something happen. And so, um, you know, it was those kind of stories and things that just, you know, uh, have built who I am. Uh, wow. and, and that's part of the faith that you're asking about is just, you know, uh, depending on God and trusting God with everything that I, that is that I do, because this isn't, you know, this isn't Sean's idea. I mean, now I have ideas of how to do things, but yeah. I still, I still go to the father and say, Hey, look, you know, what do you think about this? Is, yeah. this, is this something that we should do or not? Yeah. That's just how I roll. Yeah, that's how I do it. Absolutely. And it works for me. 